and you should be good to go.
Good morning, Stony Creek United Methodist Church. And thank you, Tammy. That, that is good for the soul. Um, for those of you who are joining us at our, as a drive-in, if you could honk to let us know you can hear us okay. Awesome. And welcome to those of you who are joining us across the internet on Facebook or listening to this later on our phone call-in number. Uh, my name is Pastor Michael. I am so thankful that you are joining us today for our worship service. Um, we have a couple quick announcements, so I'm going to turn that over to Fonda, and she's going to tell you some stuff. Uh, most of you that got your bulletin or the internet see that we are beginning to collect for families in the Lincoln School District. Um, we have adopted two families that have a total of seven children and we have also agreed to pack Christmas dinner boxes for another three families. So we will be off offering our services and we need help from our family, our church family. Um, we're going to be collecting because of this COVID um, it's easiest to just take cash donations and then gift cards will be bought for the respective families and the contents of the baskets. So if you're interested in supporting these projects, you can place them in your offering uh, or you can mail them here to the church. The address is on the top of the bulletin if you're joining us on Facebook, there's a link where you can give online. Uh, we'll be collecting donations through January 2nd. Any money above and beyond expenses will be put into our benevolence fund that Stony Creek has here to help our church family and other people. Uh, and that's about it. We're feeling grateful that we can, those of us that can, will be able to help five, total of five families who need, need more help. Thank you. Uh, the other thing kind of off is if Gina Miller's in front, be sure and come in and join Barb and I. We have some details to work out on the baskets for the family dinners. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Um, I don't think we have anything else unless I'm forgetting something, but I'm not getting anything thrown at me, so I don't think we are. Uh, so I invite you now to prepare yourself for our time of worship um, as Fonda leads us in our call to worship. If you will join me now in the call to worship. A voice cries in the wilderness. Prepare, Prepare the, the way, way of the Lord. Lord. Make God's way clear. Lift up every valley, lower every mountain, for, for the, the glory, glory of, the of the Lord shall be revealed. At this time, we'll have our opening hymn, which is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and it was included with your bulletin. 
If you will join me now in the opening prayer. Loving God, you sent your prophet John to prepare your way among us, to call us to repentance and make our pathways straight. Strengthen us to live lives of steadfast love and faithfulness as we await the Messiah's return that all may see your reign of peace through your just and gracious rule. Amen. Our next hymn is Angels from the Realms of Glory. Now for our Advent reflection, we begin with a reading from Psalm 85, verses 1 through 2, and then continuing at verses 8 through 13. The heading for this psalm is a prayer for the restoration of God's favor. Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes, excuse me. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You pardoned all their sin. Salah. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his faithful, to those who turn to him in their hearts. Surely his salvation is at hand for those who fear him, and his glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet 
Righteousness and peace will kiss each other. Faithfulness will spring up from the ground, and righteousness will look down from the sky. The Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and will make a path for his steps. Talithia Arnold shares that both Bethlehem's manger and Calvary's cross are signs of salvation for us. But so is the life lived in between. In all the ways Jesus made flesh, those words of love, faithfulness, righteousness, and peace. Moreover, for Christians, salvation is not just believing in Jesus Christ, but embodying what he embodied in this world. When steadfast love and faithfulness meet in our lives, when righteousness and peace embrace in our business practices, our family relations, or our nation's policies, God's salvation is near at hand. When we work for justice, we make way for God in our world. Charles L. Aaron Jr. also offers that salvation never happens in a vacuum. It is always salvation for something. And I ask you to take a few minutes and consider this question from what do you need to be saved? Please join me in prayer. As I live between the manger and the cross, may the word made flesh dwell in my spirit. Amen. If you would join together with me now in our prayer of illumination. Mighty God, send your Holy Spirit to speak peace, that the good news of this age may be proclaimed through your word, which stands forever. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 1 through 11. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway to our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall cry. All people are grass, 
Their consistency is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up. Do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah and his recompense before him. Here is your God. See the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead them and lead the mother sheep. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. The Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. May your righteousness, righteousness go before God and prepare a pathway for the Lord. Let us offer our lives and labor to God and fulfill our vows to the Most High as we collect our offering.
right, if you would please join me in singing our doxology. Lord, we give you thanks that in the coming of Christ, your steadfast love and faithfulness have met, and your righteousness and peace have kissed. May the gifts we offer this day lift up those in need and prepare the way of your salvation. Amen. I invite you now to a time and an attitude of prayer. Holy God, we come before you this crisp winter morning a thankful people for the many blessings you bestow upon us in our lives. We are thankful for healing, for health. We are thankful for the community of being your children that holds us steadfast for the light that your word gives even in the darkest hours. Lord, you taught us to bring everything to you in prayer, so we also lift you the things that weigh heavily upon our hearts and minds. There are many who are suffering, whether physically, emotionally, or mentally. There are many in need of healing, whether from this virus or from cancer or other illnesses or injuries. God, we lift them into your healing hands. And we ask that you would continue to watch over the hands and the efforts of all of those in the healthcare industry, including our doctors and nurses and surgeons and lab technicians, research scientists, and so many others as they work to try and keep us healthy. We lift them also into your hands. And we give you thanks for all that they do. We also give you thanks this day for all of those who work so hard and diligently to keep us safe in our world. We give you thanks for all of those who serve in our military and armed forces, all of the good men and women who serve there or are firefighters or police officers or first responders or what other, any other jobs they may hold or they are working to keep us safe. We ask that you would touch their hearts and their minds, guide their words and actions, keep them safe and strong. And Lord, for those who are far away from home, we pray that they may be able to return home soon and we could begin to see an end to conflict in our world. We also lift you, our nation and every nation in this world. We pray for the leaders of our nations, of our churches, of our other organizations, we ask that you would touch their hearts and minds and inspire them to work together for peace and the betterment for all humanity and creation, not just a select few. Touch also our hearts and minds in the same way that we might find ways to come together, although we recognize during this pandemic maybe not physically, but still find ways to join together 
to work for the betterment for all people and all creation. Help us to see one another as you see us, as beloved children of God, worthy of life and love and mercy and grace. All of these things, as well as those we keep quietly on our own hearts and minds, we lift to you this day in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. God does not want anyone to perish, but rather for all to come to repentance. Therefore, let us confess our sins, for God's salvation is at hand. If you would please join together with me aloud in our prayer of confession. Faithful God, we confess that we have not led lives of holiness. We suffer from impatience, apathy, and greed. We have not been at peace. We repent of these offenses and turn to you in love. Forgive our iniquity and pardon our sins that we may walk in righteousness to the glory of your name. Amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession. Beloved children of God, by the mercy of Christ, your sins are forgiven, for salvation is at hand for all who turn to God. Amen. And I would now like to invite Fonda to lead us in our affirmation of faith. We believe in God the Father, <coughs> creator of heaven, heaven and, and earth, the one, the one who, who is full of patience, the who one is who is not afraid of silence, who does not need to fill each moment with activity and noise, the one, the one who is beyond bluster and flurry, and, and who does not jostle for attention. attention. We, we believe in God the Son, Savior of creation, who slipped into Bethlehem one night, mostly unnoticed, who lived 30 years without headlines or hurry, who frequently took time alone with his patient father, who waited for the right time to become the suffering servant, who stood quietly before the noise of his ancestors, whose silence overpowered their words, who died, then rose again on a quiet Sunday morning. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens, empowers, renews, and refreshes, sometimes arriving with obvious power, sometimes with the quiet breath of a whisper. We believe, we believe in one God who patiently waits for us and who longs for us to do the same. Amen. Amen.
Our second scripture reading today is found in 2 Peter chapter 3, voices 8 to 15. But do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord shall come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire. And the earth and everything that it is done on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of person ought you be in leading lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God? because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved and the elements will melt with fire. But in accordance with his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth where righteousness is at home. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, Strive to be found by him at peace, without spot or blemish, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Our next hymn is Away in the Manger.
Our third scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. And this section is headed, The Proclamation of John the Baptist. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were, being, were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd please join me again in an attitude of prayer. God of all time and space, you have always been and always will be. And while this year has been an especially challenging one for both humanity and creation, we know that you are always with us. Even as we feel like we are drowning in the rage, the confusion, the controversies, and the suffering and pain, we know you continue to walk alongside us. Even as we feel like we are surrendering so many things every day in order to keep ourselves and others safe and healthy, you never leave. Even when everything about this season of anticipation seems to be stripped away, we know that you and your love and grace can never be stripped away. We ask for your help, O oh God. We ask for healing for the sick, and we ask for strength to help us through this strange season of life we are in. And now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning once again to you all. Uh, today is the second Sunday of Advent, this special season of anticipation of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The long-awaited Messiah who comes as a baby, not some warrior king ready to take back the land and the temple. Typically this time of year is, it's not just a busy one, but it's also one that many find great joy in. There are parties, decorations to put up, gifts to buy, wonderful meals to eat, and beautiful lights that shine in the eyes of the young and old. Unfortunately, this is anything but a typical year. This year started with a volcano eruption in the Philippines, forcing over 150 or 135,000 people into shelters, an earthquake in Turkey that killed 41 and injured another 1,600, deadly brush fires in Australia taking the lives of at least 33 people, and an estimated 1 billion native animals. Flooding in Indonesia that took at least 83 lives. And all of that was 
just in January. Not long after we became aware of a deadly virus that has grown into a global pandemic and completely changed the lives of almost everyone in the known world. I believe it is important to name and acknowledge the realities of our world right now, the suffering and the celebrations. We do not need to pretend that everything is okay. There is healing in naming pain and suffering. So today, as we continue in our Advent sermon series, Stripped Away What is Left, it is my hope still that through this series we can gain some perspective and connection back to Scripture as as well as maybe be reminded of some of the truths about the God we claim a faith in and that faith itself. Last week, we talked about the loss of community and how the community of being children of God will always keep us connected. Today, are we going to, today we are going to be focusing on our earlier scripture passage from the 40th chapter of the book of Isaiah. Let us go back to that passage and see what we find there is being stripped away in the words of the great Old Testament prophet. In verse 7, we seem to find the answer to our inquiry. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows upon it, surely the people are grass. So we are all grass, and the grass withers and is blown away. I have to admit that doesn't really sound very comforting. I mean, this is written during the time when the people had been in exile for over 150 years, and things had been pretty rough all around for them. Many people had died. Many people were taken away from their families. It was not a time of joy for God's people, and there is a part of me that feels like being compared to withering blades of grass is kind of like rubbing salt in the wound. And what about today, right now in our world? After community, or at least the sense of community as we tend to define it, what else has been stripped away? Well, I think an obvious thing would be something that actually mirrors our scripture reading, and that is health and life. So far around the world, there have been just under one and a half million deaths. One and a half million lives lost around the world just from this pandemic. To give you some perspective, that is the upper estimated number of people who were massacred and died during the Armenian genocide by the Turks of the Ottoman Empire in 1915 during World War I. In the United States, we have lost almost 280,000 lives during this pandemic. For some, for some perspective on that number, there were an estimated 200 91,557 U.S. combat deaths during World War II, which lasted from 1941 to 1945. It took around five years to reach that number of combat deaths and less than a year for this pandemic. Here in Michigan, we have lost just short of 10,000 lives during the pandemic so far. 10 thousand fellow Michiganders, Youpers and trolls alike, Spartans and Wolverines. 
Did you know that number is more than three times the number of people who died in the 9-11 terrorist attacks? More than three times that number. In Washtenaw County, home to Stony Creek UMC, there have been almost 150 deaths. And in Lenaway County, home to Clinton UMC, there have been just short of 30 deaths. Now those numbers might not sound quite as bad, but most of us probably know somewhere between 30 and 150 people, whether close family and friends or acquaintances, that we have been around more than just once or twice. Through this pandemic, I think we have definitely seen the grass wither as so many lives have been lost and so many who have recovered but are still experiencing serious and painful side effects of the virus. While this pandemic has not necessarily set records in total deaths outright, it is by far and away more than any other death toll in recent years. 1.5 million people have died. But, like practically all of Scripture, there is hope and good news here. Even with grass withering away, there is still something left. Now, it is important to remember that the heading for this passage in Isaiah is God's people are comforted. And verse 8 definitely offers some comfort to those people during that time in the history of God's people. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. And as we go further on, we read, Here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. And here is the almost funny thing about this part of, or about part of this passage that I just previously compared to rubbing salt in the wound. Verse 6 says, What shall I cry? All people are grass. And while that still may not sound so great, being called grass, the key word here is all. Not just some of the people are like grass, but all people are like grass. This passage actually offers some hope for the weak and the downtrodden, the oppressed and the poor. All people are grass. It doesn't matter how much money or status you have. It doesn't matter what kind of privilege you carry. We are all in the same boat here, people. We are all grass. We are all subject to the same ultimate ending. So for all those people in exile and all those people who were left behind, trying to find some meaning in their existence, they are just as worthy of God's love and grace as any other. But what about now? After we have had our health, and in many cases, too, the lives of so many of our loved ones stripped away, what are we left with? What do we find still here with us after losing so much already? Well, I would argue that we are not left with 
just the word of God, and I realize in saying that how bad that sounds because it is the word of God, not just the word of God, as is mentioned in Isaiah, but I would also argue that we are left with what the word of God gives us. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 reminds us, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, the Apostle Paul shares that, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all consolation, who consoles us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to console those who are in any affliction with the consolation with which we ourselves are consoled by God. Joshua chapter 21 verse 45 points out that not one of all the good promises that the Lord had made to the house of Israel had failed. All came to pass. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 13 and 14 offer that in him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance towards redemption as God's own people to the praise of his glory. Maybe most importantly, above all else, are the words we find in the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Word of God gives us promise. The Word of God gives us comfort. The Word of God gives us strength. And most importantly, no babies here, but most importantly, the Word of God gives us grace and love. The Word of God gives us the good news of Jesus Christ, who through the world is, or through whom the world is saved, who gave his life that we could be saved and escape the pain of death, eternal suffering. Not too bad of a thing to be left with when everything else has been stripped away. I mean, while I believe that the Word of God has no limits in what it can do, I am not sure we should just sit back and wait for it to remove this blight, this virus from the world. I believe that instead we should find inspiration, reassurance, and strength to continue fighting and living from the word of God. Just like in our calling from God to be the body of Christ in the world and go and make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world, we need to be active and drawn from the word of God the things we need to not give up. And yes, I am fully aware of the irony of some of my words talking about being active during a global pandemic when in reality we need to be less active, at least socially and in person. But one of the greatest messages that we find in Scripture is the promise of love, mercy, grace, and salvation through the death and suffering of Jesus Christ. The good news offers us hope 
and love and promise. I cannot speak for everyone else, but that brings me so much joy and excitement that I just have to tell someone. No matter how bad things get, no matter how down or depressed I may find myself, the good news always, always, always helps me to feel at least a little bit better, if not a lot better. So as we continue through this strange year, through this season of anticipation we call Advent, I pray that you do not give up and you do not give in. Take the word of God. Hold it in your heart. Let it light up the darkness that you find yourself in and remember the promises of God. God loves you. It doesn't matter what the world may think of you. It doesn't matter what you may think of yourself. But God loves you unconditionally and always. Amen. If you would please turn to your insert as we prepare to celebrate our wonderful sacrament of Holy Communion. Please make sure you have your Jesus ready. Um, if you did not uh, bring your own Jesus, um, hopefully someone was able to give you some of our prepackaged Jesus. Um, and remember, it doesn't matter whether you brought bread or crackers, a crust, juice, it, whatever is there, God will make work for what you need. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is, a, it is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets, who looked for that day when justice shall roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. When nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, 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 holy Lord, Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent in the fullness of time, to be a light to the nations. You scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts and have mercy on those who fear you from generation to generation. You put down the mighty from their thrones and exalt those of low degree. You fill the hungry with good things and the rich you send away empty. Your own son came among us as a servant to be Emmanuel, 
your presence with us. He humbled himself in obedience to your will and freely accepted death on a cross. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has rised. Christ, Christ has risen. risen. Christ, Christ will, will come, come again. again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice. Make them be for us the body of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now the confidence of children of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, Our Father who, art who art in heaven, heaven hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. In the United Methodist Church, we practice open communion. This table, this setting, doesn't belong to me or even to this church. It belongs to Jesus, and he has welcomed everyone. You do not need to be a member of this church or a Methodist or a member of any other denomination. It doesn't matter your race, your gender, your mental or, or physical ability. It doesn't matter if you are rich or poor, young or old, baptized or unbaptized. It doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is or who you love. All you need to do in order to come to this table and partake is to have an open heart. We also, as United Methodists, with our open communion, invite children to receive communion at the discretion of their parents. I invite you to join in the feast that Christ has prepared for us. The body of Christ given for you and the blood of Christ given for you. Please receive your elements. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. 
grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If you would now join us in our closing hymn number 614, For the Bread Which You Have Broken. Beloved children of God, the day of the Lord is coming. Therefore, strive to live in peace, for God's salvation is near. May faithfulness spring up from the ground, and righteousness look down from heaven as you walk in the way of peace. And may the blessing of God, eternal majesty, living word, and holy comforter be with you now and always. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Amen. Have a great week. God's blessings.